unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. Tonight is just going to be some fun, talk shit, open conversation about the the wonderful business we all love to hate, um, which is retail. Hello, Nightmares in Store. Hello, Hybrid. Good to see y'all. So um, if you have questions during this for any individual or if it's a group question, put it in the chat. We'll, we'll go through it or whatnot. So one topic I want to kind of start off with just to get us rolling is in your respective businesses, what kind of bullshit are you catching about price increases and inflation? Um, and since I've got you guys listed on the right side of the screen, we'll go down the list. Ranty, I'll start with you. So what's killing me right now is the absolute desperation for top line sales. Right now, they will do anything to get a sale, even if it means taking a 50% discount. Now, granted, some of this stuff is high margin shit as it is, but I am so sick and tired of coming in every day after a three-day fucking 25% off bender and thinking, oh, thank God that's over, just to have it followed up with a 30% off bender that's going to last five days. And, I mean, it's it's just mind-boggling the amount of profit that they're willing to sink just so they can say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the third quarter comp sales were, you know, only down 0.9%. It's like, yeah, just wait till you start reading a little bit further down the list and see how utterly and completely fucked we are as a company. Nice. Mr. Brown. Well, I think it's interesting that I can... I can remember the dear customers that have come in and complained about specific items that have spiked in price, like cream cheese, and then calling me a motherfucker because of it. Like I'm the guy <laughs> benefiting <laughs> off raising cream cheese to 725. You fucking got me. I'm ringing here on Tuesday at three in the afternoon. I fucked you good. Fucked you good. I'm getting all this profit. Just every day, just ran, random items. Someone comes down the line, you're like, all right, this should be like a pretty easy transaction. What the fuck? A dollar twenty-eight for gum. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're the one buying it. Like, I, yes. You get nine pieces of gum for a dollar twenty-eight. Do you still want it? Leave me alone. <laughs> all right. Irish. Yeah, uh, well, most of the frustration is actually coming from the uh, the other end of the spectrum, the corporate, um, because uh, as some of you know, I, I, I work in the thrift store business um, and that is a kind of unique beast in itself. Uh, you know, we have a, a, a type of customer whose spending power has been significantly reduced because of the inflation in other areas. Uh, so corporates coming down wondering why are like for like sales based on pre bloody COVID, by the way. Um, you know, it's like, it's like comparing apples and oranges. Um, it's, it's just a shit show. Prices have gone up. Our supply has also gone down because people are holding on to things rather than donating them. So it's, uh, it's, it's difficult, uh, in terms of like customer freakouts, calling me all sorts of things. No, I don't have that. Uh, we don't tolerate that too well over here. 
Yeah, that's right. I, you know, I, I've seen some of the shit that, that you guys will not put up with, and I commend y'all for that. Guys, I wish living here, we had the same autonomy that they do over there to not put up with bullshit. It's great. Blame tag, your turn. Oh, I'm putting up with everyone's bullshit. <laughs> I don't have that right. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah, I'm getting like, you know, the specific items like this was, you know, this was six ninety nine two weeks ago and now it's eight ninety nine, and, you know, from the regular customers. Um, <clears throat> a lot of customers at my store in particular like to make it political. So I'm listening to a lot of that shit and just kind of shrugging and walking away like, yeah, you, you know nothing about shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then on the management side, I get it, too, where. You know, they're basically we had amazing profits last year and then now they're just like, oh, the shipping costs are so high that, you know, we have to jack up prices by 30 percent and calling me a conspiracy theorist or a communist for saying, no, it's you just want to make more money. <laughs> I, man, I don't I don't know. I mean, I do know, like I, I went to the store just a little bit ago and, you know, my total bill was fifty two dollars. And I mean, we all know that live here in the States, $52 does not go a long way now. Um, but Randy, to your point about these companies wanting to make sure that they, they have these sales and, and, you know, like you said, you know, 30% off up to half, you know, 50% off and whatnot. That's just not sustainable. And, you know, are they doing, I mean, do we feel like they're doing it just to pad the numbers? Because the price increases that I'm seeing versus cost, man, there was the report that a lot of these businesses were getting investigated. They wanted, you know, the government wanted proof that these prices were going up due to, you know, supply chain issues and whatnot. I I think it's bullshit. I, I think they've just taken advantage of everybody and said, hey, we're going to use that as an excuse. So, let you guys kind of discuss that as as far as what you're seeing, where you're at. And if you feel that is kind of the case that they've got their hand in the cookie jar, they just haven't got caught yet. Absolutely. They're absolutely padding profits as much as they can, you know, by basically passing on shareholder earnings off on the customer. And it's terrible, but, you know, we were talking about people coming in and, bitching about the price of this and the price of that, you know, but uh, I don't know. How much did that gas per gallon cost you to come here and fucking scream at my dear friend about gum and cream cheese? Bitch, the gum went up 10 cents. You spent $14.95 driving three hours here because I like this store or it's the closest one to me. Have you people not heard of the fucking internet? Just get it shipped to your house. Wait a day, for Christ's sake. Don't come in and bitch at my random cashier who's on her second day already rethinking that application process, going, why in the fuck did I say yes? Yeah. Mr. Brown, your take. I was thinking that in the pandemic, when the pandemic first hit, and I know I've talked about this before, I was thinking that it would like recalibrate retail and service in general, where all of a sudden we would get rid of the the vice president of 
everybody be nice together and the regionals running around regionals of one end cap and like wipe all those people out because we need people to unload the trucks and ring and do the basic stuff that we all know really make a store go and all of those people would be laid off and gone and i was completely and utterly wrong they're all still there and the stores have just been getting squeezed somehow even more unbelievably even more and all those people are still running around doing nothing and the six of us could go into any retail company could hire us and within a week we could cut millions of people doing literally nothing just trying trying to stay alive by let's do another sale we got to do this the stores have to uh, ask sales-driven questions now and, and just stuff that it doesn't matter at the end of the day, but the pandemic did not save us in that regard. No, well, it, and, it I, and I can guarantee you the VP of bathrooms got his bonus. Nobody at the store <laughs> saw any kind of bonus outside of, here's a cheese pizza sliced 16 ways. Enjoy. Good job. Not taking into consideration the people that are lactose intolerant, mind you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that, that's an interesting story for another time. I, uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys about that later. Um, Irish. Yeah, I, I would agree, uh, with the, with what's been said so far. Uh, I, I think, uh, that there are, there are some, uh, there's some truth to the rise in, in costs, especially over here with, with, with fuel, for example, uh, a couple of supply chain issues. But for the most part, it went straight back to the way it was where they're just looking to cut hours, cut corners uh, and maximize uh, uh, profit. And and like the uh, like with every other opportunity that they ever took, um, you know, uh, the, the kind of the rising costs in general is just an excuse to kind of squeeze people um you know, more and more, uh, uh, but from employees perspective in particular, I mean, they went, they went from essential to fuck you very quickly again. Mm-hmm. They sure shit did blame tag. Um, <clears throat> my kind of whole take on that is, is there really anybody who really believes that these price increases has anything to do with it, with anything other than just the corporations want more money? Does anyone actually believe that bullshit? I don't. I sure as fuck don't. I feel like when I argue with people about it, like, hasn't it been well documented that that's all it is? Like, isn't that just fact at this point? Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, there again, fact or not, they, um, it's just, they put all of us employees out there to, to take the abuse for their fuckery. I mean, I, I, you know, for everybody that's in the business, I think we all have a pretty good idea that, yes, some costs are going to go up, okay, but not the percentages we're seeing. I mean, shit. You know, part of me wants to see, and kind of piggybacking off Randy said about, about the, the sale, you know, what better way, you know, if, if you're in sales, okay, there's this thing called perceived value. So... Ranty, to your point, what if you raise the price up and your margin now is like you're sitting at like 60, 70 percent gross margin and then you put it on sale for 30 percent off, 40 percent off, 50 percent off. You still wind up making your original margin 
and the customer sees perceived value because it's on sale. Does that you, yeah. you follow? Yes. And see, so there's another fundamental flaw in their constant deep discounting. It's, we all know the end game is for top line sales, but underlying is look, we had people that refused to go shopping in a physical retail location to go into a brick and mortar store for the better part of two and a half years. So what better way to attract them than by having this massive sale every fucking week? And, you know, you capture an email, they bomb the shit out of them. Oh, man, this is great. Oh, wow. Hey, look, the store is 50% off today. Holy shit, we got to get down there. Yeah, that's great in the right now. But let's fast forward, I don't know, fucking three months when the next quarterly earnings come out. It's completely in the shitter. And guess what? They stop with these sales finally. Granted, we're all grateful. However... These people that you groomed to think that the store is half off all the fucking time, all of a sudden they're going, wait a minute, there's not there's not a sale this week? Oh, no, well, you know, we'll wait till next week. And then they wait another week. And then they wait another week. And then they never come back. So you've lost your new customers under the pretense of, hey, there's always a great deal here. And quite frankly, your older customer base either can't drive, doesn't want to leave the house, or is just flat out fucking dead. Yep. Uh, to to your point, uh, Defuck Today left a comment. This reminds me of when JCPenney's went to everyday pricing and got rid of coupons and it backfired even though they were paying the same. <laughs> I remember that shit. That was bad. And then uh, Hero posted, uh, you mean like Jesus's craft store and they're 40% off? Yes, you know, because that's another thing. You know, all you guys have been in the business a while, and and I'm sure you've had some visibility to your profit margins, all right? So knowing that you've seen the profit margins and, you know, these constant sales or whatnot, yeah, I mean, they're gouging the fuck out of everybody right now. It is it is just terrible. I mean, and I – but, Ranty, you made a brilliant point. You know, they're going to complain about the gas only in a political standpoint, right? They're not going to complain about the gas they use to come to your store ever, yep. ever. And they're going to complain about the prices in a store. But any time in the history of mankind where the cost of living just continues to go up, they just bend over and take it, right? You, there's no big, huge outcry saying, oh, shit, housings went up or rents went up or no, they take that. And the reason I feel like they do is because they don't have an entity they can bitch at and, and scream at. So everybody that's in a store is kind of like duck hunt. You know, they're coming in here looking for somebody to blow off steam at. And, and it ain't none of our faults. They're life shit. But we're, but we're a captive audience. I am not. <laughs> no, no. I might feel, well, I used to feel captive, but I'm not a captive audience anymore. No, so. No. Stop, stop me if I'm hijacking. I just want to run this by you guys and tell me how fucking stupid you think this is. So years ago, working in the auto parts industry, they wanted us at the store level to be truly aware of how much profit each item made. So some dumb fuck genius with a sports management degree in the corporate office decided 
to take the word profitable, list it top to bottom, and assign each letter a numerical value. So P was one, R was two, E at the end was zero. And then take two letters and put them on the shelf tag to indicate what the margin was on that item. So if you had a can of generic house brand brake cleaner, you might see like, I don't know, AE telling you there's an 80% profit margin. And they tried to get you to use that to sell the more profitable stuff. Oh in the store. boy. I have a story just like that for you. Holy shit. We figured it out. And then we also figured out that, oh yeah, well shops pay, you know, X amount over cost. So yeah, we just we stopped buying shit ourselves. We stopped using our employee discount. We just rang everything up under a shop and all of a sudden that three dollar can of brake cleaner was about sixty cents. Yeah. So to your point, I, I like how that they were so they did that on the tags to kind of push you guys to push to higher profit, right? That that's yes. Okay. So and we'll be discussing this in an upcoming episode. Working at Guitar Center, it is the same fucking thing. And here's how. So Guitar Center partnered with some companies and had, quote, unquote, private label items, right? And regardless of the double speak about you want to get the customer into the right gear, the gear they want, right? You know, you got some kid that comes in who's like, you know, my favorite guitar player slash I want to buy a Gibson Les Paul. And you were expected to be like, oh, well, I know you want that, but we have something comparable in the Guitar Center line with like this ridiculous amount of profit. I mean, like, I mean, guitar profit was big anyway, but you're talking about shitty made guitars that the profit margin on them were like 60%, okay? <laughs> and you're talking mm -hmm. about 60% on like sales of items that are like three, four, five hundred dollars $500, right? And, you know, their entire mantra was, you know, we help make music or, or whatnot. But no, no, we only help make music if we were pushing the private label brands that were garbage to help pad the profit. So same thing. And, you know, that's the only place I've ever worked where I've seen that kind of be, you know, pushed. I've worked in a lot of retailers. I've never had anybody, you know, worked anywhere where it was like, hey, you need to push these products more. Because most of everywhere I worked was like, you know, mass merchant retail or whatnot. And I can see, you know, in the auto parts industry, it's very, it, it's very similar to like working in a music store. It's, it's like a niche business. It's a very specific clientele. So it doesn't, it, it doesn't surprise me that both companies would kind of use the same thing. So, um, going to go random here. Uh, Irish. Throw out a topic, something you want to talk about, something that you'd like to hear everybody's opinion on. Go. All right. Uh, let's try and be funny. Um, nicknames and work. Uh, any good stories there? Any funny ones? Oh, shit. Um, we'll go down the list. Ranty, you're first. <laughs> oh, God, that laugh tells me. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not good. Uh, fortunately, it wasn't me. Had a guy worked for me in, in that same industry, uh, came in one day and had apparently been out drinking all night long and came to work in the same clothes that he had left in 
the night previous uh, night prior. Um, apparently, at some point, he had a Seven Eleven taquito somewhere in his drunkenness, and he very quickly earned the abbreviated nickname of SB. And the next shift came in, and they're like, "Oh yeah, go go ask SB." And they're like, "Who is SB? Oh, it's Harry." Why do you call him SB? Well, it's short for shitty britches. <laughs> because Harry, apparently while at the bar, has shat himself or maybe just sharted. I don't know. I wasn't there. But on uh, on khaki pants, had uh, you know a nice big old brown streak that didn't stop at the base of the crack. No. Ooh. It continued down the left thigh halfway to the knee. And... Uh, yeah, you know, we had the heart to tell him, but it was just too goddamn funny. So we just let it ride. And yeah. it wasn't until about six hours into his shift when a customer said, oh, did you spill some oil on your pants? Oh, no. <laughs> and he went into the bathroom, came out mad as a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, why the fuck didn't you guys tell me? What? I, I had something on my pants. God, I think I might have shit myself. Oh, we were like, oh, dude, sorry. We didn't notice. No, no, no. You've been calling me SB all day. I, I know what that means. What does it mean? He said, shit pants. <laughs> we're like, how about SB for shit for brains, you dumbass? Pants starts with a P. You're shitty britches. <laughs> Lovely. And, Oh yeah, we we finally were nice enough to let him go home and change. Uh, yeah, he didn't come back for the last two hours. I would imagine not. Um, Mr. Brown, nicknames. Oh my god! Oh my god! I like when I was in loss prevention, we nicknamed like everyone, like literally everyone had a nickname. Sex hands. Oh god! Eiffel, Wef, <laughs> Magic Eyes. What the hell, is sex hands? Just <laughs> sex hands. <laughs> Was this weird old man who'd come in and he'd like uh, he'd be staring at the cashiers and he'd just be like fondling a magazine or <laughs> wow, <laughs> holy shit! I Eiffel's in the book, isn't it? Eiffel, Eiffel might be in the book, yes. And Jeremy Blake was on one of your podcasts yes. too, so yes, he was. <laughs> wow, um, Irish. Answer your own question. <laughs> um, well, th there's been a few. Uh, one of the more recent ones, uh, there's, uh, there's someone uh, I know at the moment that said uh, their nickname that they probably don't know about is Elmo um, because they're, uh, they're, they're a puppet and they're ginger. Um, so oh, they, oh they, shit. So uh, I'm not quite sure. Hope that's, that's, that's actually uh, enough detail to identify me there, so, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, enough people will know that. But uh, El Elmo was um, is the most recent uh, funny one. Um, I'm pretty sure they don't know about it as well. Oh wow! All right, Blaine Tag. Now this has got to be good because I know you worked in the movie theater for a long time. So let's hear it. <laughs> um, I remember I had one coworker. Uh, he was a manager. We all called potatoes because um, he didn't clean his ears. What? So we uh, Save, like the wax potatoes in his ears. Oh shit! Um, we also used to call him Funyun Dick Nick because someone made a joke that he had kind of had an oniony smell. So yeah, he was Funyun Dick Nick. Um, 
There's a girl who had red hair we used to call Red Rocket, if you know the South Park reference. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, God. I want to I, I want to respond to a comment real quick that's on this same line. Um, hybrid. Is that la- this Lassie? And is it for the same reason? For because I wasn't Lassie the loud one. I could be wrong. It's been a, okay. All right. Wow. Okay. Um, Russell brought up some from our time together. Uh, we had one called Space Boot, which was somebody who had a foot injury that seemed to last forever and walked around in one of those little compression boots. So everybody decided that the name should be Space Boot. Um, as far as nicknames that I gave people, I didn't really have many, to be honest with you. More recently, had an individual that I worked with that for whatever reason would, the entire time this person was employed, never worked a full shift. And we started calling him halftime. So there was that. And then me personally, uh, you know, I had two nicknames at Guitar Center. I was the Undertaker and I was Death. So, I mean, I don't really have, um, you know, a whole lot... Hero says I'm bullshitting you. I, I don't know what 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 did I have? You know, you, you we'll, we'll move on. And if you come up with something uh, that uh, he nicknames people all the time, no, I don't. Wow, my wife's trying to sell me down the river here, guys. Okay, yeah, you know, I I think we've all been assigned the same nickname. Oh, at some point, and not by a coworker. It's not any form of endearment. Uh, okay, so she 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 did make me remember. I had a, a female that worked for me at Hobby Lobby. She was a great employee, but she was the loudest human being I ever heard in my life, and my nickname for her was Mouth. And then there was another uh, young lady that worked for me that was extremely sweet, but she was extremely pale. So her name was Snow. And then, oh, this is the best one. This is a friend of ours that went to a like one of those like warp tour kind of things is she alternative kind of girl or whatnot gets in a fight iron maiden here you go gets into a fight with somebody and coke was sponsoring the event and she reached into one of those barrels with cokes and started chugging cokes at this person and they wound up calling her coke can bitch (laughs) (laughs) so there you go nice yeah all right i I think i think we've all been officially nicknamed Hey, you. Yeah. Hey, you. Um, or uh, I've been called Sonny before, which is really, really weird. I don't, I don't you know what? Um, here in a second, I, I've got something that should be pretty interesting, but we're going to continue on this trend. Uh, Mr. Brown, something that you would like to ask everybody or something that you'd like to rant on, go. Um, we have just within the last two years have online ordering is like the key metric. And last week our company updated. So we have a little thing to scan it. This might give me away where I work. I don't know. So they updated it to make it better, to make it easier to find things through the items throughout the store. And the one thing that you cannot do is the one thing that we use is you can no longer sort them. So they're all, fucking alphabetical Ooh. and it 
book like point oh 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 nine seconds for the poor woman at the 4 a.m. shift who starts them to be like, hey. And then we're like, hey. And then by like 5.30, there's an email coming out from corporate. Like, we're looking into re-updating the updated. It's just like, Jesus fucking Christ, can you make this any harder on us? Damn. Wow. Yeah. Gentlemen, your take? Any time a company updates an update, it's simply an admission <laughs> of we fucked this up the first time, and we're just going to keep fucking it up until it's so fucked up that somebody else is going to come along and make a slightly less fucked up version of it that we will then subsequently fuck up even further. Wow. Wow. Sorry, did I use the fuck allotment? It got real quiet. No, no, no. I was <laughs> topping something in the chat because uh, Maiden says, Steve doesn't know this, but his nickname at the quote-unquote off-price clothing store was trench coat. <laughs> There's a story behind that, too. That's why I was called Undertaker Guitar Center. I had this long black denim trench coat. It wasn't a duster, but it had like the, uh, the, it was like a Russian military jacket that was black denim. And I wore it everywhere until I finally wore holes in the fucking thing. But anyway, but yeah. So, uh, Irish, your thoughts on that, on, on what Sean and Ranty were speaking of. Yeah, anywhere I've ever worked, um, the, the the thing about updates is that uh, the there's a huge disconnect between the people that make the updates and the shop floor. Uh, they never really appreciate the usability of, uh, if, if it's a device you're using or whatever, Um Jesus, there it's it's just it's just painful when 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 because they they there's just no connection between like the people that design these things and the people that use them. Uh so and again going back to like updates, it's yeah, the more they update, the just the bigger idiots that they are to begin with. Um and usually as well, the I don't know about you guys, but like the the IT systems that uh <laughs> that that are bought here for retail are the most uh, like Oh, they're just painfully slow and painfully bad and designed in the 80s and they never really improved upon them. Um, yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, we, we, I've seen plenty of updates on updates on updates and it's, yeah, it, it's, some of it is just, uh, it, it can ruin your day. <laughs> when you first thing in the morning, you come in and you're like, ah, oh, great. <laughs> you know, we're back to manual. Uh, explain this to everyone. Well, yeah, Russell just said in, in the chat, I loved when the updates came to registers during store hours. Yeah, cash only for the next hour. Sorry, folks. <laughs> definitely. Blame tag, your thoughts? Oh, we definitely had that at the theater where the um, computers would update and the registers would go down in the middle of a rush. Um, yeah, but going to the original point, yeah, I've been crying about it for years for them to fix their shit and if you don't type a product name exactly right, it will not come up. It does not um, autocorrect. It doesn't have spell check or anything. Um, oh, that sucks. On the customer side, if you're trying to search something, you need to be like really specific. And it's just me who's been there seven years. I can't get the shit I need to come up on that app. I don't know how customers can find what they need. Yeah, yeah it's just it is not intuitive at all. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Um, 
So, Blame Tag, you've got to have something. I'm throwing it to you now. Topic you want to hear everybody's opinion on. I have faith in you. I'm sure this is going to be something next level fuckery. The floor is yours. Well, I mean, I might have told you I've been working on something. I know I've been slacking um, on the serving times this week. I've had some things going on. But I'm working on something I think might be really interesting. And I want to get everyone's opinion on the phrase, the customer is always right. Because it's all about that, like, how the fuck do we get away from this thing? It's been over 100 years now. And it's just led us down this path to where we are now with these fucking entitled Karens. And yeah, I would just like to hear uh, everyone's opinion on that. Before we get to everybody's opinion, please share with the chat and everybody that's here the research you did and how you know it's been well over 100 years. Um, I've actually downloaded some articles. Um, I can't remember who wrote it. I can post it. Um, there's someone who was critical of the customer is always right. And basically saying where this could lead if we're not careful and basically where it did lead, which is basically entitlement and customers just taking advantage of retailers. And that article was from 1914. Yep, Same. I remember when you posted it. I was like, hot <laughs> damn, we got research going on here. Yeah, um, someone posted a meme from a quote from Harry Selfridge saying that the full line was the customer is always right in matters of taste, which which is what I was trying to find that quote, and this, which is actually isn't true. Um, so they don't actually know who made it up, but it definitely might even predate the 20th century. But, I do. Uh, it was around like the 1910s that that kind of became the philosophy of retailers. By the way, the serving times is going to become the sponsor of the retail war zone here shortly, just to let you guys know. And, and before we throw this to the crowd and let Ranty and Mr. Brown and Irish run all through that hero, uh, hero said anyone else imagine him taking the serving times printed out like a normal paper and holding it up to cover his face and ignore Karen. That would be beautiful. That would be, it would be. All right. So to his point, we'll go down the list. Ranty, you're up. All right. So first of all, uh, you said my trigger word and it's Karen. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, I, I just want to make it very clear. Everybody knows her by first name. Nobody knows Karen's last name. Hmm. Anybody want to venture? Take a guess. Let's hear it. Go. It's Hunt. <laughs> okay. K Hunt. Got you. And just say it very, very run together. How you know? Just say it quickly, and it's exactly what you think it is. It's Hunt. Got you. So yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the customer is always right is outdated, uh, absolutely murdersome to the employee because it's not anything that we have adopted. It's not anything that we live by. It's something that somebody who does not ever deal with a customer, a Karen, a Chad, whatever the fuck you want to call them, a coupon lady, they have never dealt with them and they swear by that century old piece of shit adage 
that just every time a customer says that to me, I just want to go, oh, the customer's always right, huh? Okay. All right. Um, so why are you asking me how to use your phone to pull up a coupon that doesn't exist? Smartphone dumb user. But don't worry. You're always right. Yeah. Um, I think I said this before when I had the retail rant. If you gave me a time machine right now with one jump back in time and one jump back to present times, what would you do with it? I am going back and shooting Harry Selfridge in the fucking face, unloading both barrels of a shotgun into that pretentious cocksucker's beak just so I never, ever have to hear that goddamn phrase again. Oh, the customer is always click, click. What, what was that, Harry? Yeah. <laughs> Bye. I'll make you famous. Oh, my God. Damn. Woo. Uh, Mr. Brown. <laughs> well, Ranty and I are perfectly aligned on this <laughs> And I think whoever says that, it again speaks to the, the huge disconnect between the home office and people in the store. The customer's always right. Well, what if they ask to uh, show me their dick? Do we have to say yes to that? Because they'll ask. Yeah. Oh, 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 do people say that? And I I love getting uh, new HR people in general who are think that that is some sort of helpful tool in the world. And uh, they have never once spent a night in the store or or worked a rush or done anything really helpful. So, yeah, I'm glad that we're all aligned here. This is great. Um, the Iron Maiden said it's actually Miser's KB Hunt to be exact. <laughs> so, um, Irish, your take. This ought to be good. Um, I don't think that uh, there's one singular phrase that has done more fucking damage in retail than that prick of a sentence. Um, I think it's uh, it's become um, such a problem because stupidity kind of goes unchallenged in retail, generally speaking. It was a clever little sales tactic of an attitude to have with customers to try and basically butter them up to get them to buy more crap. That essentially is what it was designed to do. Unfortunately, it got taken literally by morons that didn't have the cognitive ability to think in more than one dimension. And what's happened is it's just become part of this like entitlement, entitlement culture of people when they're not getting their way, they stomp their feet like a child and they, you know, then they just regurgitate that nonsensical phrase. Um, and I don't think there's an easy way uh, to um, remedy that other than, well, there's probably two ways. One way you could just act dumb and just like, you know, kind of have a little laugh in their face and just, you know, walk away. Or you can just tell them, no, fuck off. Yeah. But that probably will get you fired. But you know what I mean? There, there isn't an easy way out of this. It's just, it's so part of the bloody uh, problem now. It's prevalent everywhere. Um, 
but you know, it, of course, when I say it's everywhere, it's 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 the problematic customers. It's it's the you know five percent of customers that are the problem that would ever utter that nonsense and take it seriously. But they're the ones that bring us here. It's not the ninety five percent of customers that seem to be okay. That's that's correct. That's correct. So let, let's do something a little different here. All right. So Irish, with you being in Ireland, obviously, and you know, the world over there is a little bit different than it is over here. So we've got Ranty, Mr. Brown, and Blame Tag. Is there anything you want to specifically ask any of them? Hmm. Uh, okay. Well, how seriously do you take theft uh, from customers? Uh, because... Uh, at least from a kind of a bystander point of view, I see a lot of shit online of people on minimum wage taking absolutely unnecessary risks to chase down people. You know, that's... Oh, how do you all feel about that? Do you even give the slightest fuck or is it expected of you? That kind of thing. Mr. Brown, since you were in LP, we'll, we'll let you go first. Well, I always tell anybody who's not in LP don't do anything to get hurt. Like nobody at the home office gives a shit about you. Um, now on the flip side of that, there's nothing more demoralizing to a store than when somebody comes in and fucking steals everything and nobody does like literally anything. Um, so I guess, I don't know. I'm torn. Cause, but if, if you have an LP team, then that's kind of the way to go because then you have people who are trained, who have signed off on it. They get punched in the face. They knew what they were getting in, in store for. Um, but anybody who's not, like, don't go outside. Don't get a license plate. Because I've just seen absolute horror stories of people getting hit in the face or maced, slammed into walls. Um, and then on top of that, they get written up yeah. or fired <laughs> for not following policy. Um, so... I don't know. It's 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 a complicated world out there, and there's complicated areas, and there's there's no easy answers to anything, as we all know, because we see the world as many people do not. And I don't think that people are inherently evil, but I do think that they are inherently greedy. So that's kind of where we are at in the world. So let me ask you real quick, since you were in um, LP, have you seen? And, and we'll get to everybody else on Irish's question here, but what's your take on, you know, with this, the inflation talk and everything where you're seeing people encouraging people to like, if you see somebody stealing food or you see somebody stealing baby formula or something like that, turn a blind eye. This is not something I really thought about bringing up, but when you were the fact that I remember that you were an LP and, and you're, familiar with that world is that setting people up for harm and negligence yes so i don't know how many shoplifters i've caught a lot and and we all kind of think back to robin hood like somebody's stealing from the rich to give to the poor i i don't think i ever saw any of that like it was always i'm stealing uh, because I want to get richer or I want to get 
buy drugs or I don't want to work or something along those lines. So formula was a big one. Like this person's stealing formula. They must need it for their baby. Um, what they do is that you steal the formula and then you cut it. And then you can sell more to corner stores, bodegas, and stuff like that. Um, so that is in no way helping any baby in the world. Um, and if there is somebody who's out there stealing for the poor, I have not run into them or have ever heard about them. Um, so, again, while I, I know it's a complicated world and there's people out there who are probably stealing because they don't have anything to eat. Um, I did not see a lot of them at the Walmarts and places that I've been. They were stealing $350 pair of jeans or costume jewelry or $900 worth of steak. Nothing, uh, not like kids' clothes, diapers. Because we would have fucking let them go. Honestly, if I really thought that was going on. I remember catching a few people who had shoplifted their shoplifted in their kids' head coloring books with them that they had also stolen and we gave them to them so it wasn't the kid's fault you know so wow that i don't that, know that's cool but but you know here's here's the point especially with your experience in that field you know it, it's there's kind of like this myth right now and and i'm afraid it's going to get people now look i, I agree with you 100 percent I am totally on board with hourly associates. If you're not loss prevention, you need, you need to stay in your lane. All right. You, you need to, cause, cause you do run the risk of getting injured or hurt. Okay. But you, you now see if you, if you go like through Reddit and anti-work and all those, if you see this big push about, Oh, if you see somebody stealing baby food, just turn a blind eye. Or if you see somebody stealing formula, just, just, just let them go. And I, I, that's the wrong that's the wrong place to be right now and but at the same time let people that are supposed to handle it handle it and let them make the decision don't you know because people don't understand that that theft is an issue that affects thing i mean shrinks a thing you know you're an lp guy shrink plays a big factor in what stores are allotted correct Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, the amount of theft that comes out of store that that can affect payroll. That can affect how many people are there on staff. There's a lot of things. So, just just be careful out there, guys. I mean, don't fall for a lot of this. I agree with you, um, Mr. Brown, because I can see more people stealing formula at this point in time to sell it at a higher price because we have a shortage, not because they're trying to feed babies. Definitely. Yep. All right. So, uh, Irish. Uh, uh, what? Uh, you want my opinion on on that response? To that is it? Um, I think we went off there. So we went, we went off track. Uh, <laughs> it happens. I'm sorry. I, I I just I absorb so much information, and the fact that that. Sean is in the LP space or whatnot, and that has been a big thing. And, um, you know, what? Okay, so you've worked in retail in Ireland. Now, mm -hmm. I, I want to go over some shrink things here real quick. 
All right. So what is an acceptable shrink percentage where you are Irish? And I want to make sure that it's kind of the same everywhere. Uh, Sean, in the stores you've been at, are you looking for like 2% or less? And what kind of shrink percentage is considered a blowout? Well, it depends on the retailer. Some are, it really depends on the retailer. Yeah, there's like 2%, depends on kind of the area that you're at. They'll have kind of um, stores that they know is going to be higher. Um, two, it always seems like it's gone a little bit um, going higher and higher every year too. And then companies will be like, all right, we need to plump up our loss prevention department and get it back down or our auditors. Um, I don't need, I, everywhere I've been, it's so different. Groceries so different than like Barnes and Noble and Walmart is, you know, you'd have a high shrink, but then your sales are just so incredibly high that your shrink doesn't look that high. Um, and then Target is super, super analytical and detailed and um, take every dollar almost too important. So I don't know. Ev- everywhere is different. Everybody kind of has, a, um, I guess, kind of their own goal. And then if you don't make it or if you make it, then it always goes down. The goal never goes up. That That's the one constant. So if you if you have a good shrink number, it should always be lower, even though. We know that inflation is up. We know that um, job jobs or whatever the circumstances may be in the country or your community never matter. It always should go lower. And that's really the hardest part about loss prevention because it doesn't always go lower. So, you know, you, you just mentioned something that, that, that really hadn't occurred to me until tonight is with the inflation – now you're looking at higher dollar amounts and theft. So, you know, what's your take? And I want to go through everybody here. We'll, we'll start with you since you're, you've been an LP. What's your take on what they're doing on the West coast where they've kind of set this really high bar on what in-store theft is before you can get prosecuted. And we kind of go through from there. I don't know. Here's the weird thing about loss prevention is everybody just seems to like know about it more. So I was working at Kohl's in 2001 and 10 people ran in and stole. If you remember at Kohl's, they used to have jewelry spinners. Yes. Ran in, pulled them all out and took off running. It's like $300,000. I think it was called like the entire. They took out the Black Hills Gold. They took out the entire spinner. They spinners. Whoa. So the next week we got spinners and that's when we started chaining the spinners down at night and having people go through. So like these things have been happening for years and years, grabbing runs, people coming in. Um, we, we see it a lot more now on social media. So then they're going to lower or they're going to make everything harder for organized theft and then kind of all the crime will go somewhere else and then it'll spike back up. So it's all just going to keep fluctuating. And again, people are not, 
inherently bad they're inherently greedy and they always will be so they'll always keep coming back to where can they steal the easiest yeah that's kind of been my thing i've always felt like if somebody really has the intention to steal they're going to steal no matter what did you see the recent best buy thing that happened the past couple of days no No, okay so yeah what where they yes the bar stool one correct so three guys go into a Best Buy and they start yanking active cell phones off of a display. And there's this huge army of Best Buy employees basically, you know, forming like a defensive line to, to stop these guys. Now, my understanding is Best Buy is kind of part of the issue as to where the laws and what you could do and not do changed because they were at the forefront of, I remember there was a gentleman who stole a television. He ran out the door, two associates chased him, kind of beat him up. He had a heart attack and died. The family sued Best Buy and won. And that was kind of like the impetus to really put these regulations on what stores could or could not do. So it's really kind of amazing to me to see what happened with the Best Buy situation. But if you haven't seen that, check that out. Um, but Ranty, go with you. So oh, what, what, what's your thoughts? Oh, my God. There's there's so many points I can bring up here. And go ahead. Fuck it, I'm going to. Um, first of all, the, the Best Buy guys forming up to stop them was one thing. Uh, I actually just retweeted right before the show another one from Barstool, another Best Buy employee who threw a flying tackle into the guy trying to go out the door. And it immediately brought me back to one of my favorite social media moments ever, brought to you by at SWilliamBrown33. Excellent. Video he shared quite some time ago uh, in, in each of our respective younger days. Uh, we were probably a little more athletic, a little more willing to uh, throw somebody down to the pavement. But uh, if you can find that video and repost your Walmart tackle again, that would be great. This man Please leaves do. his feet. I need to see that. I'll find that tonight. Out. I mean, you you would have thought it was Ray Lewis working security. Just fucking absolutely nailed him. Thing of beauty. Blurry, grainy, like early 2000s video. But, oh, my God, it's just glorious. And and you literally have to watch, like, 10 seconds. You're like, what the fuck's going on here? It's just people walking out. Then all of a sudden, I, I felt like Madden. Boom! I mean, he just nails them. It's great. Um, uh, let's see. The best part about that, you, you couldn't hear it. When I when I landed, I looked back, and I'm like, did you guys see that? <laughs> <laughs> that that's awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, so the one thing that I have found... Uh, that people are boosting the most is makeup. Because we look, you know, let's go back 10 years ago. 10 years ago, you know, the biggest, I don't know, uh, beauty supply that everybody knew was something like a uh, a bed bath, or not bed bath, God damn it, uh, Bath and Body Works. Yeah. So people, you know, they'd go in there and they they'd figure out oh, it's a small bottle. You know, I can swipe one or two of these, and they weren't going to resell it. They just liked the smell, and they didn't have fucking fifteen dollars for a bottle of lotion. So they'd swipe one or two. Okay. Well, now, thanks to the fucking Kardashians. Oh, fuck have, that shit. <laughs> we have Ulta's that probably make in a month what my entire retailer makes in a fucking year. 
you know, and it's, you know, $50 for lipstick. Jesus Christ. My, my great aunt used to go down to the corner store and buy a thing of lipstick for two bucks every two months. You know, why did it become $50 all of a sudden? And it, it just, you know, the price, the demand and the ease now with the internet to resell all this shit online makes it so easy. I mean, I swear I could probably go on right now and find an Etsy shop that's reselling shit from Ulta. And, oh, yeah, yeah, no, Ulta sells this same one for $50, but I'll ship it to you for free for 40 Okay. Hey, it's a deal. Hey, you know, the customer's getting a deal. Let's, let's, let's buy it from here. Um, the other thing, so, uh, and somebody brought it, I think it was Russell brought it up in the chat. Um, you know, you mentioned cutting the baby formula and, and selling it here and selling it there. Uh, yeah, my experience with the baby formula is it never makes it to the baby. Uh, they're cutting Coke with that bad boy. Mm. You really? You you think so? Oh, I can guarantee it. Wow. I never, I mean, I'm not, I've never been a drug user, so I, I don't know, but <laughs> wow, they're, they're serious. You think they're seriously cutting fucking Coke with like Infamil? <laughs> guarantee it. Well, at least they're getting nutrients. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get you want to get fucked up and some B12? Come on, I got you, bro. Wow, that that that's uh, it gives a new definition to speedballs. <laughs> yeah, and and here's Russell again, coke and heroin. So there <laughs> yep. it is. Yeah. Um But yeah, the uh <laughs> hero said infocoke. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um the, the other thing, and this this I actually like from the retail side of it, not the theft side of it, that people now on account of social media, like they, they've glorified theft so much that, and, and they constantly get banned and they constantly come back under a slightly different wording. But on Reddit, there are always, there's always some form of a shoplifting forum. And these people will go in and give like, their best practices and tips and tricks. And then somebody will take the time and I'm sure it's archived on a Google doc somewhere, but they'll go through and talk about each individual retailer, what their LP practice is, their pursue, don't pursue hands on hands off cameras, no cameras. Are the cameras manned? Are they not? Do they just record? But I love it. Cause I always go to my retailer and I look and I go, okay, all right, that's a slightly different update, but it gives me the ammunition to not, I'm not, I'm not catching these people. I'm not kicking their legs out from under them as much as I would love to be hands-on with some of these crazy assholes, but it gives me the ability to fuck with them so hard. <laughs> and that's worth the price of admission. Absolutely. Because the latest one, and I've seen it a ton, is ladies come in with a giant purse with nothing in it. Why are you carrying the equivalent of a 30 pound fucking horse feed bag <laughs> and you have your car key and an apartment key in it and that's it. Look, honey, we know what the fuck you're doing. As soon as you walked in the door, the wind blew and we thought the purse was going to drag you out the door. Cause it's more a parachute than a purse right now, but they go Beautiful. and they set it. 
right on the top, right where you would normally set a child or your service Pomeranian. And they start walking around and they load, they load some shit in the cart. But the whole time, they're up and down that makeup aisle three, four times. And each time they stop, they casually browse, they look right, they look left. Okay, cool. In the bag. Well, you know, uh, company pays taxes. Probably probably doesn't donate to the local, you know, police force, sheriff, police, whatever you have. But uh, yeah, when you when you get them going out the door with this giant bag full of merchandise that they absolutely did not pay for, they they will respond to your calls every time because they know it's a guaranteed conviction because there's at least five hundred dollars worth of shit in there. Yeah. Every single time. They love it. They love it. If I call, I mean, I, I'm surprised we're not on a first name basis, me and the dispatcher at this point. But call it, yeah, yeah, shoplifter, such and such address. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Well, that was the reason I asked about San Francisco and West Coast. Because, you know, San Francisco raised it. Like, if it's not over $950, they won't even bother. Yep. And and I think... I. I I want to say there was somewhere in Texas that initiated that actually because people were stealing food due to COVID loss of income, this, that, and the other thing. Hey, look, I get it. It's a necessity. You know, you have to feed your family one way or the other. Is it a risk I would be willing to take if it came down to it? Yes, I would. My family is far more important than the profits of a Kroger. Fuck them. You know, and here's something that I've seen happen, you know, especially in the area that I live in. If it's small time theft and it's something that, you know, you can look at and be like, okay, th- you know, this person is like stealing like Vienna sausages or, or what they're literally trying to steal something. To eat. The amount of store managers out there who will give product to customers in that situation is, is, actually quite large there's a lot of mm-hmm. those and that's something yep. that just never gets highlighted and and obviously for obvious reasons right i mean because the company doesn't want to be known oh well if you go to this store this store manager will fucking feed you but but still there's a lot of great people out there that that do shit like that and and it's a shame because they should have like their moment in the sun they should be known as that person but you can't because people take advantage of that shit. And yep. there, there's some really good managers. I mean, there were a few times where when I worked at Dollar Tree, and, and to me, that's the saddest thing when theft comes around is you're stealing from a Dollar Tree, and this was before it was a buck 25 tree. It's like, you know, there are people I gave like Vienna sausages and stuff like that. It's like, come on, man. I mean, I get it. But it shows how desperate people really are. But when you work in these bigger stores, like, for instance, you know, what Sean was talking about, you don't really see that. You What you're seeing in that kind of theft is people thieving for profit. You're not seeing people thieving yep. for, you know, humanity's sake. And I know working for Marshalls, which is where, you know, a horrible job, but... You know, I learned real fast that they've got these security things on all these like Michael Kors purses and stuff like that. 
that, you know, you got these rings of people that are coming in stealing like fucking bags and shit. It's like, well, you can't eat that. So obviously you're stealing this shit to turn it for a profit. And I'm like, and, and, and I hate to say this. All right. But the stereotypes suck. All right. They really do. But if you don't want stereotypes, don't be part of it. Does that make sense? Yep. You know, and, and, and to your point of, of the manager who actually does something, I, so a lot of times we get expired food and I'm trying, I'm not trying to make myself out to be a hero here. This actually helps me fucks the company in the same way, um, which fucking the company probably makes me prouder. Um, food expires. We're told to either donate it to a charity or throw it in the dumpster. Well, I'm not going to donate it to a charity because very similar to last time I was on, all that becomes for the company is a tax write-off. You bought something where the date was about to turn anyways. You bought it at a discount, and now you get a full price credit for it? Uh, okay, so kick some of that to the employees. No? All right, cool. Guess what? We take it outside, but we don't throw it in the dumpster. Simply because I have run into, not run into it personally, but read about a situation where someone was injured dumpster diving. Don't ask me where, don't ask me when, it's been some time. But they were injured dumpster diving and managed to sue not only the company because it was on the company's property, but also the waste management company for having a piece of equipment that was so, I guess, inherently dangerous that they hurt themselves. I think it was just a broken leg. And they won. They were dumpster diving for expired food. So now I have three five-gallon buckets that have a little bit of concrete in the bottom just to weight them down. You know, that way just when you put like potato chips in there, they don't blow away. We don't throw it in the dumpster. We just put it right there. And every single day, those buckets are empty. Whether it be, you know, I, I don't know if homeless people are, are taking brownie mix and actually baking brownies or if they're just happy to have something. But you know what? I, I don't see where the company should get this huge write-off knowing that it was going to happen um, or that I should run the risk of, well, hey, we got to shut your store down. We lost a $10 million lawsuit because, uh, you know, they broke their hand diving all the way to the bottom of your dumpster. You know, that brings up a really good point. Uh, Hybrid Hoogland just posted, I'm supposed to lock the dumpsters, but I never do. You know, um, Sean, let me ask you, did you in your time ever really focus on dumpster divers? And the reason I ask this is because there's been several videos out there for the past few years, even pre-pandemic, where, and I'll call out Dollar Tree, you know, where they had a ton of Christmas candy or stuff, you know, stuff that was edible that was past what they wanted to sell it for. And they bagged it up and they threw it in the dumpster and, you know, somebody comes and gets it. And I've seen the same thing with guitar center. I'm seeing things that, you know, where you've got like guitars that, that are worth like two, three, 400 fucking dollars in the dumpster because something's broken, they throw them out there and people come get it. Have you ever seen a case where people are dumpster diving and they get prosecuted? No. I want to say, unless it's a, a local ordinance, 
that once you throw something away, it is public, public property, public domain. Um, I want to say what Ranty was referring to was in like Wisconsin, where the government said that when you threw something away, I want to say it was Madison, that you had to now box it up. So if you were throwing away a piece of pizza, you had to individually box it up. It was like a ridiculous amount of workload. Just to throw something away. Door. <laughs> yes. Um, no, we, um, we would, as loss prevention, we would do like exterior kind of patrols and shush away people. Cause when I was in um, St. Paul, but then at some point we had like these big humongous heavy doors on the garbage cans as a deterrent. You could lock them and give them to the, um, trash company so there's like little things you can do to deter people from getting in but i've watched those youtube videos where people go in and are pulling stuff out whether or not even be food but yeah just merchandise but we do throw away tons of shit coats broken little broken stuff but no never prosecuted anyone for dumpster so so let me ask you and and everybody here you know i know ranty had to step out for a second so merchandise gets thrown away. You know, corporate says, okay, we're going to zero this out, destroy it. What is the sense in that? You know, you've already zeroed it out. It is of no value to your store or your company at that point. Why are we throwing this shit out and not donating it? I mean, here it is. This stuff's going to wind up in a in like a salvage bin somewhere. It's going to go into a landfill. All these things. So they've written it off. It's not their inventory anymore. Why is this not going to people who could use it? And I'm going to start with Irish on this, since he works in, you know, the thrift business. Why do you think this is? All right. Um, well, some of them do, but it's 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 not very uh, often. Um, actually, it's a to give you a really boring answer. Most of the time, it's insurance. If there, if it's uh, if it's if there's something uh, faulty with the product, they don't want to run the risk that we resell it and someone sues them because of whatever reason, a faulty zipper, or it could be if it's food products. Obviously, there's all sorts of issues there. Uh, so I, I know my my previous employer. Uh, never donated anything. Uh, they threw everything out for that exact reason. They did not want something coming back on them. Um, I remember once we got a a shipment of uh, kids' clothing in in my previous employer. Like I mean, metric tons of this shit. Um, but the it was a hoodie for kids, but the actual cords on the hoodies were too long, uh, so it was a choke hazard. Um, and uh, they threw metric tons of that away just because they didn't want it being resold anywhere else and getting sued. I understand that. And I get that because you, you, there, it does take labor, but the amount of waste in this world of things that could benefit people that need them. Look, I mean, we talk a lot about wages and we talk a lot about, you know, better working conditions or whatnot, but God, if we could just take a look at the waste you know, the absolute waste in this industry that could help people out. 
because, yes, I understand Irish about, you know, say somebody throws something in the dumpster as part of a recall. All right, I get that. But to me, it would make more sense to have some sort of setup where, look, these items are as is, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I hate to put like paperwork involved, but if you buy, you know, have a section of a store where if you buy these things, you might have to sign something saying, hey, you know, I, you know, I'm putting off any liability or whatnot. But I, look at food. I mean, just food alone, guys. Look. Candy is not nutritious, okay? So if, if you stumble into a Dollar Tree dumpster and they've got a box of like, Chris, you know, what is it? Uh, candy canes, right? That There's not a lot of nutritional value though, but it is something to eat. And, and there is somebody out there in this world who has nothing to eat that if they had money, they would give you millions of dollars just for that box of candy. And that's the thing that really disturbs me is the amount of waste that we have coming out of these businesses because they've already zeroed it out. They've already said it's not part of our inventory. We're not going to sell it. And we just throw it away. And look, the United States isn't so great as everybody thinks they are. We have tons of homeless issues. We have tons of people, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. Dude, we could do more. Have have you guys over there ever heard of something called food cloud? No. All right. Uh, a lot of the uh, grocery retailers over here are signed up to that uh, here. Uh, essentially, that is things that are about to go out of date. Uh, they actually upload it to this thing called food cloud and volunteers will pick it up and then distribute it to, uh, oh, you know, whatever service is needed. So uh, it's not every... A, a retailer that does that uh but the ones that do um i i i do know that it, uh, it does help out a significant amount of homeless charities here nice uh blame tag your thoughts on that um not really a problem at my store um they're throwing away some things that i um thought we can salvage and I talked to management about it and they were just kind of like, Oh, you crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, it sucks, but they do it. I just, you know, I just really, for all the bullshit that we all deal with and, and we've all worked in this industry, the amount of waste that, that, I mean, look, yes, there's recalls. Okay. If there's something that's recalled, it should be destroyed period. But, I know, and I've seen, and I've been party to, and and have done, throwing out perfectly good merchandise, you know, that somebody could eat or somebody could use, you know, and we talk about tax write-offs and stuff like that. I mean, uh, Sean and Randy, let me ask you, I mean, is the tax write-off not enough to justify setting up something where they give these things to nonprofits and things like that? I I think a lot of times for us, uh, the nonprofits are, especially with food items, because that's primarily what our quote unquote waste is. um, They're continually and well, I say continue, they're always bound by certain constraints 
as far as the wording of something, you know, best buy versus sell by, um, you know, good, good until, uh, and so there are certain things that if they're worded one way or another, they won't take them. Um, and for me around here, there's been several charities that have really just stopped going out to get stuff uh, simply because it then in turn costs them, you know, resources, money, fuel, vehicle, somebody to drive it uh, to go out and get the stuff. And then if they get there and it doesn't abide by the guidelines that the state has set out to say, okay, it can say, it can say sell by, but if it says best buy, you can't take it. Um, so there's, there's always a, a funny line there and, you know, we, we had a couple charities that came through and would ask for stuff and we'd show them, okay, well, Hey, we've got this stuff. We've, we have already written it off. We've already taken our loss on it. And if I had a pile of say a hundred different food items, they might accept five. Uh, and it wasn't cause they were being choosy. You know, it was simply because, well, these are the guidelines we have to go by and, you know, this says this or this one, you know, it's two weeks past the date. We can only accept to five days beyond the date because it's then got to sit, you know, at our facility for X amount of time. So it's, it's funny like that. And I don't know. I mean, it's just, I, I find it easier that, Hey, I know that if I set it outside in the buckets, somebody is going to come along and take it. Now the chances of you being a reseller, off of, off of some potato chips that are expired by a week, probably not that good. It's more than likely going to somebody with a need. Um, and, and the other thing too is there's a lot of people out there that have that need but absolutely refuse to ask for that help. They won't approach an organization and say, hey, can you help fill my pantry this week? They, they'd still rather you know say they're between jobs or trying to hustle to get a job and, you know, hey, look, shit just fell on the wrong time. So, hey, look, I know buddy of mine was on hard times back then. He said this place, this place, and this place. Or, again, go to a Reddit, you know, Reddit forum, whatever. Hey, go go check this place. Check that place. Okay, cool. You know, some people won't swallow their pride and ask for that help. Um, and it really seems, at least in my area, that, the, the homeless shelters are outnumbered probably conservatively five to one, more than likely realistically 10 to one uh, versus rehab. Wow. Know, drug, alcohol, addiction. Uh, and so, you know, and in all honesty, I mean, everybody to some extent is in it to the money, but I, I, I don't know. It's just a lot of people won't won't bite that bullet, swallow that pride and go to say a pantry and ask for help because, you know, who knows, they, they might have a fear that someone they went to high school with 20 years ago, will see him and go, Oh, did you see, did you see Jim? Yeah, man, he was in here asking for food. I don't know what happened to that guy. Yeah. I, I get that. And, and, you know, it, it, I don't know. I mean, I just, you know, part of it for me is just, there is a lot of waste. And, you know, when you look at the inflation and everything that's going on now, I just feel like there's got to be something, you know, we can do. 
I mean, it, it's there's a lot of people suffering. And, you know, look, I'm, I'm not rich. My wife's not rich. I mean, you know, you go to the grocery store, you spend $55, you know, every couple of days, man, that shit adds up. And it's just like you've got people out there that have no income coming in. And it's just like what's wrong with helping people out? And I, I, I don't know. I mean, I've changed a lot through the years. And, you know, 10 years ago, I might not have felt the same way. But, you know, now, you know, through my journey and everything I've done, I just, I just feel like there's ways this industry. Okay, look, if you're not going to pay people more, cool. All right, whatever. Because you're not. I mean, we know this. They're, they're not going to pay us more. All right. Do something to help people regardless. You're throwing shit away. Give it to people who need it. You know, it's like, what the fuck? You know, quit throwing shit away that's edible. You know, and and I see it. it it's, it's, it's just terrible. I have a great friend of mine who works with a food bank. And I will say that locally, where we're at, he has a great relationship with Walmart. And they give him you know, merchandise they've zeroed out and shit like that for him to take to the food bank. But there's so many other businesses that do not do that. That's just waste. I mean, there's people need to eat, you know, it's not like these people aren't asking for filet mignon and whatnot. Give them a can of Vienna sausage or what they need something. And it's just a shame that a lot of these businesses just, just don't care. They throw shit away. I mean, we're not talking about throwing away TVs and shit. I mean, you know, no one actually needs a TV. But these these common things that people need to survive, they get thrown away and at a tax write-off or whatnot for the company, man, that, that that's some bullshit. So, But what I want to do is we're sitting at 923, so we're sitting in an hour and almost a half. So I have a great question for each of you to go down the list. And I'm going to go backwards this time. If there was one thing you could change about the retail industry that could better the world, what would it be? So blame tag your first. Oh, man, put me on the spot. I already... Yep. Blew my load on the customer is always right thing. Ah. Um, I don't know. Maybe just look out for your people that, you know, customers are important, but they're not really the most important thing. Stop um, giving a shit because we don't want to work for you. And it's, you know, it's not because we don't want to work. It's because <laughs> you're not paying us enough. Um, yeah, I would just like to see a bigger shift to the workers. Awesome. All right. So that means you're next, Irish. Your turn. Um, just to piggyback off that a little bit, I, 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 if I was to, one change I would like to see is a, is a change in the kind of the the culture of retail to see employees, um, as, uh, as to steal it from you, Steve, is, is more than a controllable expense, uh, to, to see that, you know, to see employees as an investment, uh, like they all talk, a lot of retailers will talk about, oh, we're a family here. Well, sure as shit doesn't feel like it. You know, we, uh, I would like to see a kind of a cultural shift where people are appreciated, um, 
uh, within retail for, for, for many reasons. I don't fully explain, uh, understand them all. Uh, there, there is this kind of disrespect for retail workers. That is just a temporary job for, for people that should do better. And no one thinks that about a plumber or a butcher or, or, or many other um, you know, occupations. So I would love to see a change in that from both customers and corporate. Awesome. Mr. Brown. I like that. Um, so when you graduate high school for, I don't know how long, six months a year, you get drafted into everybody. Everybody gets drafted into your work at a year at a retailer or a bar or a restaurant. And you get paid the average uh, minimum wage. Um, and everybody has to do that for a year. It's kind of like the army. So you're working... And I feel like that would make the world a better place. I agree with that. That should be like a prerequisite to graduate college or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right, Ranty, you get to close us out, man. What is oh, yours? No, no pressure, right? All the pressure. All the pressure. Well, I hope you boys are ready for some fucks. Go get it. Because here comes the fuck train. This will not only impact our world in the retail industry, but it will also impact the entire world on a global level. And it's four very simple words. No fucking outside hires. I do not want some jack-off who has an MBA from Harvard and graduated Victorian to all of a sudden be running the company I work at, and he doesn't even know how to process a goddamn return. Okay? At the store level is where everybody in the company must start. We all see the same shit. We all deal with the same fuckery. We've all been called, hey, you, or told that the customer is always right. From day one with that company, every single person, top to bottom, just because you fucking failed over at Circuit City doesn't mean you get to jump over and be the CEO of Target all of a sudden, and then on top of it, get a 500 fucking percent raise in addition to your, like, I don't know, $3,000 a month car budget? What fucking car are you getting for $3,000 a month? There's no need for it. Furthermore... Outside of our direct realm, imagine if you had all these companies where the CEO, the vice president of bathrooms, the, the, the regional manager of NCAPs, okay, they have had to set that planogram. They've had to clean that toilet. They've had to listen to the previous CEO. All deal with the same shit that they dealt with. And everything is now 100% relatable. Yeah, I remember being called an asshole by a customer back in, you know, 86. And you know what? I, I let it roll off my back. I continued to work hard. I moved up. I moved up. I moved up. But the outside hires, these people that just think that, okay, cool. Hey, I've got a degree. I can, I can go be in marketing. I can go do this. I can go do that. And have no fucking clue what we're dealing with at the store level. 
No, 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 no. That shit comes to an end when you vote, you know, ranty bastard 2024. Let's go. Uh, You got, you got my vote, motherfucker. Let's roll. Write, write me in on the fucking ballot. I don't care. I would love nothing more than some news agency. I don't give a fuck if it's the smallest town in America and they have to report that someone named a ranty bastard garnered 1% of the presidential vote in 2024. Just so somebody can quote tweet it and send it to me and go, hey, I voted for you. I wrote it in. Just so you know, Donald Duck's going to be your vice president. But who fucking cares? I'm I'm down. I'm writing you in. Fuck this shit. Let's go. I mean, just no outside hires. I'm so sick of them. And especially the ones that come in. I just recently dealt with this. They come in. They have their MBA. They know everything. And within 15 minutes of walking into the store, tells me, I've got a plan for your store. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. <laughs> Dude, do you even know where the fucking bathroom is? No, you do not. You have no clue where you're even supposed to take a piss in this fucking building. But you're going to tell me how to run it all of a sudden, how to move product, how to set this there. Okay. All right. Cool. I forgot that underneath your name on your business card, it says Golden God. No. You don't know shit. Shut the fuck up. Get yelled at by a customer just like everybody else in this building, and we'll all be better for it. And until that day, you can just kiss my fucking ass because you Amen. came from the outside. Amen. And, and you're right. I, I'm i going to go on this right now. If a company hires somebody that has a business degree, management degree, cool. Guess what? I don't care what their wage is because chances are they'll bail and it won't matter. They get two months as a cashier. Yep. Then they get two months as a stalker and they get two months of a back moon back. Basically they get a year of before they even get a quote unquote, really salaried manager title. Pay them what the fuck ever. I don't care. Pay them $20 an hour because guess what? They won't make it past month one. It won't happen. They, they can't do it. You know, school didn't train me for this. No shit. You know, no shit. I mean, this business is hard. In the course of a year, inevitably, in the majority of the United States, they're going to have experienced a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. In which case, they don't have a company card that the company pays the insurance and the nope. gas on. Nope. And so when there's a foot of snow on the ground and they're saying, no, 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 the roads are fine. No. When you start at the very bottom. And you realize that's your car, your monthly premium, your gas, and probably your $600 ambulance bill. If you slide off the road, crash into a ditch, and break your fucking leg, guess what? The roads ain't that fucking fine all of a sudden. Because you know what happens when you try to strong arm people to come in in foul weather. Whether it be a snow, a tornadoes, or whatever the case may be, there's shitty weather all across this country, just like there's shitty people. But very, again, very well, very well put. Yeah, and and again, if we just stop looking at college credentials, because congratulations, you managed to jerk off in a fucking room full of other people and not get caught over four years. Awesome, great. Now go ring them up. Shut the fuck up. I don't care about your degree. Go ring them up. You better get a credit card and a rewards card or I'm writing you up. 
Rancy, I've got a great idea. You and I need to start a reality show where we take like somebody who's worked in the industry from the ground up and then somebody who's fresh out of college and got a management degree and like let boy, can you imagine that shit? Can you imagine the ratings on that? Dude, I, I, I will do you one better. They canceled live PD and I get it. I get it. Retail live. Oh, yes. There we go. Streaming body cams on random cashiers across America. They don't they don't identify themselves. They don't say the only person on there is Karen or Chad or Karen's little uh, asshole uh, uh, kids, Aiden, Braden, Caden, and Jaden running around tearing your fucking store to shreds. Okay. That's all you see. You never see my face. You never see my name tag. Yeah, sure. You'll figure out that it's a target because there's a big fucking dog in the background. It's like a first person shooter game, but in retail. Exactly. Can you, can you imagine? I mean, we can, we can all be rotating hosts on a weekly basis, man. All right. All right. So, so we, we got to get this shit figured out, man. We, there, there, there's gold in the, them, their hills. We got to do this <laughs> because, you know, my dream has always been that I wish I could start like a fake retail store, you know, that had product to sell and you hire your crew. And the whole point of it was there were hidden cameras everywhere and the managers and the employees had hidden cameras and you go just fucking ape shit on people and yes. and you like call them out for like leaving shit or stealing or whatever. I mean, that, is, that, that's, that's my dream. That's, I, I really wish I could do that. I, I think that would be amazing to oh, show yeah. how shitty the human condition actually is. So yeah, we got to get on that, bro. That's a great that point. The, uh, spirit Halloween model is every, you know, every couple of weeks just take over another storefront. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if, if if we start a fake store and we film this stuff, as soon as it closes, Spirit Halloween comes in, we're good, and we haven't lost any money, and boom, we expose Karen for the bitch that she is. Yes. Karen's Beautiful. gone wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's a lot of that shit. All right. So, fuckers, this has been amazing. This has been fun. I'm not going to say that this is the last time we do this, because if everybody is fine with doing this again sometime down the road. Yeah, we'll do it again. It, 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 I like this shit. It's, you know, this is chaos personified. It's not scripted. It's not, you know, tangents everywhere. So I want to thank the ranty bastard and Sean Brown and the Irish connection and blame tag for being here. Thank you so much. Um, if you guys ever have any kind of ideas of some shit you want to do, I'm down. So what I want to do is before we close out, I'm going to go down the list. Actually, I'm going backwards. I'm going to put blame tag on the spot again. Closing comments from everybody. It doesn't matter how long it takes. I don't care. So whatever you got to say, say. All right. So blame tag, you're up. Closing comments. Um... Just reiterate once again, the retail community on Twitter is the best community on social media. Um, we should be very proud of that. Very supportive. Um, I love everybody in the retail community. Um, all, you know, and I say retail, but it's really all of customer service. Um, yeah, I just I can self promote. Um, I derive a lot of my self worth from the serving times these days. So yeah, uh, read and share the serving times if you like it. I'd appreciate it's great. it. 
Yeah. And yeah, I think that's all I got. Excellent. And once yeah, again, if, I've got everybody's links to their Twitter in the description of the video. All right. Blame tag and what he does with the serving times is amazing. Please go check it out. It, it's it's worth it. it. It's amazing what he's come up with and what he does. So please go give him a follow, a like, whatever you need to do. But trust me, it's worth it. So Irish Connection, you're next. All right. Um, this has been fun. Uh, I, I, I really enjoy the the, 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 the rants um, this evening. Um, and just it, closing remarks, I think this is a wonderful community. Um, it's highlighting some really important stuff. And I think um, in the long term, uh, it'll influence uh, some change, especially if we come up some, with some uh, nuggets of ideas like, uh, like this evening. Excellent. Mr. Brown. I had a great time tonight. I'm uh, down for it at any time. And I just found, I don't know if you guys can see my video, but the, the Jimmy Super. <laughs> oh, I, I see that. Uh, yes. That on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> yes. April 26, 2009. Nice. Wow. I, I can't get off the ground like that anymore. It ages but, uh, well, sir. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tweet that out later. Awesome. Please do that. Cause I want to, I want to see it in its full glory. So, Ranty Bastard, you're one of my All faves, right. man. I, you, uh, <laughs> I I enjoy having you here. So the floor is yours. I, I can't thank you enough for having me because I have nothing myself to shamelessly promote. Therefore, I'm going to shamelessly promote the other three guys here. Um, first of all, Serving Times and at Blame Tag, if you are not following and reading that every time something comes out, you're wrong. Yep. Uh, flat out, if you're not following Irish at Irish Connectio one, I know the Irish connection was probably already taken. It's not your fault. It's okay. Um, if you're not following them, you're wrong because one thing that he proves time and again is retail is one bitch, one bitch with many faces, no matter where you are on this globe. And our dear friend, Sean William Brown at S William Brown 33. One of the first people I ever really interacted at with or with on Twitter. Um, sorry, like one, two, three, four, eight IPAs in, uh, in an hour and 40 minutes. I, I might, I might Damn. start a little bit at the end. Um, that's a good average. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little below, you know, my retail rant days, as you know, being what, like a six time guest on the show. Um, but uh, I, I am, again, I'm here to shamelessly promote these guys, his books, Walmart, I don't belong here and dear customer. If you have a bookcase, like the one I am seeing behind this man right now, yep. and those two books aren't on it, you are also wrong. And furthermore, a very gracious thank you to our host. Again, if you are not following him at generation void on the twitter.com, you are wrong. But if you're watching this show, chances are you are. So, uh, again, I must thank you for having myself and everybody here putting, putting this community together. Let us spit fuckery and, uh, and say the things that we have to bite our tongues when we're on the clock. Uh, I can't thank you enough, and I really appreciate the opportunity to come on yet again. You know, I, I can mirror that. My entire concept behind all of this was never money. It was always community. And, you know, I've met some great people along the way. Quick story before we, we go. 
All right. So my oldest son um, was very involved in the internet community many years ago. And I, I was one of those people. Okay. And I, and I have no shame in saying this now. All right. Because things change, but he had these friends that he made online. And I remember him living with us and we were going to a, a Mexican restaurant to meet his internet friend. And I was like, this is all weird. This is kind of like, why not? I have no problem telling my son that he's right. We've had this discussion. Uh, I've told him, I'm like, you know, son, you were correct. I have met some amazing people through this amazing people. And, you know, for me doing this isn't about making money. Part of it is kind of like, you know, I, I took part in things that me personally, I would have never done, but my job made me do. It's kind of like, you know, atoning for my sins there. But the biggest thing is meeting people that are like-minded and we all go through this. My entire purpose of doing this wasn't to hear my own voice. It was to hear everybody else's voice. It was to hear everybody's stories, everybody's, you know, trials and tribulations in this business because it's a shitty business. All right. It, it, it's a retail sucks. Okay. Yeah. You can make a lot of money doing it, but you know what you sacrifice. I had posted a tweet earlier today where a mother who was a store manager quit because her child left a note saying, I miss you. And she was working six days a week at this business. This is why I'm here. Uh, you know, I, 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 I like hearing people's stories. Ranty, Sean, Irish, blame tag. You know, Irish is the OG of OGs. When he found me on Reddit, you know, we talked about this and whatnot. The, all of this is about community for me. I don't care, you know, Ranty, let's say something goes down, you know, south, wherever you're working in, you need an hour to just fucking go off. Guess what? I'm your guy. You can come on and go off. Let's go. That That's the point. It ain't about me because I, I'm old and, and I just stock and do whatever. But people's stories matter. So I thank everybody who participates, everybody who agrees to be on the show and whatnot. You know, we're not going to set the world on fire today, but we may six months from now. No one ever knows. So I want to thank each and every one of you for being here tonight. Um, you know, it means a lot to me to have people to participate and give their perspective on things. It really does. I, and I want to throw out there real quick. My wife is extremely supportive of this. You know, her and I come from the same background. She understands. She gets it. Maiden and Mad Dog, you know, you my peeps. Russell, you're old school. You and I work together. So it is what it is. But anyway, uh, welcome retro tonight. Good to see you. About fucking time. So everybody, have a great rest of your evening thank you for being here if you have suggestions of things you want to see in the future please let me know i'll work on it and try to get people but here's the deal next week is important it's extremely important to fuck today i.e mad dog 
and hybrid hooligan. And let me just tell you right now, Iron Maiden, you need to be here because next week, Mad Dog cuts loose. And if you guys want to hear some bullshit and you want to hear some fuckery, next week is the week. All right. And I have pictures to back her up. So having said that, everybody have a great evening. Everybody stay safe. Everybody stay warm, cool, whatever it is you need to do. And then we will see you next week. Peace out.